A drunk man was arrested for attempting to direct traffic. At the world's oldest social housing complex, rent hasn't changed since 1521. And San Francisco may offer cash incentives for not shooting people. These are the weird stories for Wednesday on Weird AF News, the only daily weird news podcast hosted by, you guessed it, a comedian. Uh, Let's try to be funny. An intoxicated individual was arrested after trying to direct traffic. This is out of the UK. Mid-Sussex neighborhood police inspector Darren Taylor say this arrest happened on Monday evening. Uh, Darren is quoted as saying, Another rather intoxicated male yesterday at 8.30pm, this time in the Cockfield Road area of Hussex. He decided he wanted to try his hand at directing traffic in the middle of the road. Not appropriate when you're this intoxicated. He wasn't really directing the traffic in the proper flow. Uh, Many cars were just veering off and crashing into lampposts and whatnot. I'm kidding, none of that happened. Uh, The Sussex police say a man was arrested. They're repeating it. They they added that the man ended up being arrested by the team for being, quote, drunk and disorderly. Right. I don't know if I got that accent correct, by the way. Is that accurate for the Sussex area of England? (laughs) I know you have your little neighborhood accents. It's so adorable. And I know that I screw it up quite often because I'll get a message from someone from from that area that says, Jonesy, that's not an appropriate accent for that area. And I feel like saying, hey, man, I'm just I'm just doing accents over here. I don't know why you you're expecting accuracy. Like, I, I know nothing. <laughs> I'm just trying to get a laugh. <laughs> I love that this man got drunk and didn't fight, you know, didn't whip out his wang at a passing mother and daughter, like didn't. You throw up in a Walmart parking lot after stealing pharmaceuticals from them. Like this guy just tried to give back to the community, tried to help out. He's like, you know what? I see a need. (laughs) This intersection is a little ornery. All right. It's kind of confusing. And, you know, we hate those confusing intersections. They need a cop, but some of them don't have a cop there. You're like, there should be a police officer here. These lights are weird. The turns are weird. Or maybe it's a very confusing roundabout. All right, you know those things can be tricky, the roundabouts. I think you call them roundabouts in the UK. At least I got that right. Where I'm from in New England, we call them rotaries, which seems strange, like a rotary phone, but I guess it makes sense. I like roundabout. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so this guy's just trying to give back to the community, bring order where there is disorder. His heart is in the right place. It just, (laughs) you don't want to be directed by, you know, a drunk individual, of course. That's the end of the article, by the way. There's nothing else. I got, I got so many more questions. Like, did this guy used to be a traffic cop? And then when he gets tipsy, he just kind of likes to slip into character again. Like, what? <laughs> did anybody really crash? I need to know. Did they, someone must have crashed. Did they just not obey him at all? Like, how did, how did, it, how did this go down? Is there video footage of this? I would love to see just a wasted dude stumbling in the middle of an intersection. Like calling for a car one way and also calling for a car in the exact opposite direction. <laughs> and everyone's confused. Wow, the things that people do when they're drunk. And this is this is one I, I, I have to say, like, I support. I mean, not, not in this way, but like he, this guy just wants to help, you know, just you know, a little misguided. At the world's oldest social housing project, rent hasn't changed since 1521. 
Months before his 18th birthday, Noel and his family fell on some hard times. You know how that can be. Parents separated. His mother was struggling to make ends meet. She announced the family was going to move into a place called the Fujeri. The Fujeri is the world's oldest social housing project. It's located in Augsburg, Germany. Here's a quote from Noel, who doesn't look German, but I'm going to give him an accent anyways. Yes, I was like, people, people really live there? Are you sure that people live there? Are you sure people live there? We really living there? Noel is now 27 years old, and he remains one of the youngest residents of this complex. The Fujeri is a landmark in the city, not only because it resembles a medieval village, but also because the rent has not changed in over 500 years. The residents pay, get this, $1.30 per year for their apartments. Not per month, per year. This is the equivalent of uh, 0.88 euros for the year. <laughs> this is outstanding. I just assumed that number was for the month. I would pay that for the day. To be, I'd be pleased to pay that. Uh, so they pay $1.30 per year for their apartments, and they commit to daily spiritual reflection, it says, which you, you don't need if your rent's only $1.30. You don't need, you certainly have a lot of time for that if your rent's $1.30, but you don't really need it. I need daily spiritual reflection because my rent is too damn high. <laughs> I need therapy for that. I need the meditation time. Uh, by the way, donate to the Patreon, please. Uh, roughly 160 residents live in the Fujeri ranging from retirees with scant pensions to young adults priced out of an increasingly expensive city. Uh, The Fujeri is located just an hour's drive from Munich. And apparently Augsburg is in demand with commuters trying to escape Germany's hottest rental market. I guess the rents are going up there too. It's going up in every major city. This is what's happening. I mean, I I was just in Boston. I couldn't believe what the rents were there. This is ridiculous. Uh, so Noel credits the Fujeri's low rent for the ability to concentrate on his education. Yeah, no shit, bro. You can concentrate on anything when you have to when you have like zero rent. That's the point. You can do anything, bro. Anything. You can raise chipmunks. Like you have plenty of time. Become a monk. Like you can do whatever. Isn't it a luxury? It's such a luxury. Now we have another quote from Noel. I'm gonna try to get this German accent down, although he doesn't look German. Yeah, you can really build yourself in here. I'm getting my degrees. I'm getting job experience all because it's financially possible for me to focus on all of that. I can focus because I don't have to pay the high rent. We got a history here behind the Fujeri. In 1521, the wealthy banker named Jacob Fuger founded the Fujeri as a home for the city's poorest Catholic workers. He had a vision. He visioned a place where residents could live debt-free while still participating in the community. Fuger charged residents one Rheinische Gulden. Rheinische Gulden. I guess that's a, a monetary unit. He charged them one of those a year, which is the equivalent. Well, at that time, it was equivalent to one month's salary. So he, he actually just charged you one twelfth of the average rent back then. But now, you know, over time, 500 plus years, man. Now today, this is interesting. The village is a magnet for tourists. Adult guests pay six and a half euros to walk through the maze of 67 quaint little medieval terrace houses. Each one is two stories high, painted a distinctive burnt yellow and topped with terracotta roof shingles. This is fascinating. And this village is, I'm looking at at photos of it. It's beautiful. 
It's, I'm not going to pay to walk through it, but I certainly would live there. <laughs> Isn't it funny that they pay six fifty to walk through, which is like five times the annual rent? It just seems odd. <laughs> yeah, I paid five times your annual rent just to walk through for an hour and a half. <laughs> I was wondering how the place you know, takes care of the gardens. Like, how do you pay for landscaping and the water bill and trash removal with the residents paying such a little rent? But I guess it offsets it with these tourists that arrive and give you their money to just walk around. Now, what's the criteria to live in the village, Jonesy? We're all waiting. We want to know, how do we live for a $1.30 a year rent? Well, to be eligible to live in the village, applicants need to meet the basic criteria. They must demonstrate financial need, have lived in Augsburg for at least two years, be of the Catholic faith, and also know, learn how to smile more. <laughs> they need to smile for the tourists that walk through. Now, I know you Germans don't like to smile very much, but you need to turn that frown upside down for the arrival of all the tourists who are paying five times what you pay in rent. Okay? Get it together now. Now, here's something that's surprising. Despite the rent being lower than anywhere else in the world, unless you're living for free in a field, uh, there are only about 80 people on the waiting list to get into the Fujeri. <laughs> I think I'm going to apply. <laughs> Why not? You know, I, I was raised Catholic. Um, I have financial need. I just I haven't lived in Augsburg for at least two years, but I, maybe I could make that happen. I'll just get a P.O. box in Augsburg. Hey, anybody listening to this in Augsburg and let me use your address for a couple of years so I can scam the Fujeri into letting me live there for $1.30 a year? <laughs> Come on! Help an up-and-coming struggling artist that records in a closet out. San Francisco may offer cash incentives for not committing crimes. A long-running crime prevention strategy that's used in a couple of East Bay cities may be heading to San Francisco. It involves cash incentives for not committing crimes. <laughs> San Francisco's Dreamkeeper Fellowship has been described as giving someone money to not shoot people. Wow, that's lovely that I live in a country where you got to pay people not to shoot people. No, 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 we'll give you money if you don't shoplift and uh, pillage and rape the village. The Dreamkeeper Initiative is a part of Mayor London Breed's $60 million investment in San Francisco's black and African-American community that will provide resources for, among other things, youth development, education, workforce training, and guaranteed income. I think the guaranteed income is the part here where we're... Um, and let's dive into this. Resources aimed at reducing violent crime in the city, uh, says the executive director of the National Institute of Criminal Justice Reform, David Muhammad. Uh, yeah, this guy's the, I love how the executive director of the Institute of Criminal Justice Reform came up with this solution. <laughs> like, we can't get people to stop committing crimes. Should we maybe overhaul the police department? Maybe, maybe work at like educating the youth, spend money on education. Nah, let's just give them money if they don't commit crimes. How about that? Can you go a month without shooting somebody in the leg? Here's 20 bucks. Here's a quote from this idiot, David. It's an incentive for achieving a milestone. For instance, what we're proposing at the moment is that people involved in the program will receive a $300 a month guaranteed income stipend as part of the city's larger guaranteed income program. In addition to that, they would be eligible for receiving up to $200 additional a month for achieving certain outcomes. I love it. I love. I just love all this, but I don't have health insurance. <laughs> We're going to pay people to not shoot people, but I, I, I can't get health care. It's unbelievable. Uh, 
Wow, I live in such a backwards-ass country. I'm going to move to San Francisco and just show them that I'm... Hey, guys, I haven't committed a crime. Can I get that 500 bucks? How about that? (laughs) This guy says, There are successful examples of similar crime-reducing initiatives in a pair of cities right across the bay. Yeah, sure. In fact, he says a $300 monthly stipend has been a part of the city of Oakland's ceasefire crime reduction strategy for the past eight years. Well, they're paying people 300 a month in Oakland to not fire off their gun. (laughs) Wow. Hey, so when anyone asks me, why did you have a vasectomy, Jonesy? Here's why. (laughs) I live in a country where they're paying people to not open fire in public. That's what we need to do. You have to actually give people a monthly stipend so they don't kill. (laughs) We're just going to pay off the active shooters. This guy, Mohammed says that a small financial incentive is connected to targeted goals, and it's a bargain. <laughs> yeah, uh, I see here. Uh, well, Bobby, you uh, you only killed one person this month, so uh, you're not eligible for the full 300. We're going to only give you 150, okay? You're going to have to make that work, okay? Try not to kill anybody next month. We'll give you the full amount. <laughs> oh, yes, I'm in charge of shit. Hey, my fellow weirdos, thank you for being present. I'm nice and caffeinated for you today. Happy to do so. I want to give thanks to a couple people who wrote me lovely emails. Uh, This one's from very far away, too. I really love that. Someone named, I'm not going to say this correctly, Rika, Rika, R-I-K-K-E, from Svalbard. Svalbard. She writes, hi there, listening to your weird AF news up here in the Arctic. And it has become an enjoyable part of my morning routine. So thank you kindly. Uh, and then she sent me, she left me an article. Uh, and just is like, all the best. This is just tremendous. I'm just blown away by the fact that someone in the Arctic is listening to Weird AF News. Weird AF News is going very far out in the world. Just spreading. Spreading like a, like a virus. <laughs> like a weird news pandemic. Uh, <laughs> so I just... I was just really blown away that someone in the Arctic listens. I'm going to have to look up Svalbard, Svalbard find, out, find out how far away that is. You may be my listener who's the furthest away, is what I'm saying. Maybe not, though, because I, I got some people listening into like, in like New Zealand and Australia as well, I assume. That might be further. I don't know, though. Um, man, I'd, I'd love to see some photos from the Arctic. Like, where is it? Where are you living? Like, what does it look like? I can't even wrap my head around what that could possibly be. But thank you for reaching out. I appreciate it so much. Big shout out for Rick, Ricky, Ricky, Rika, Rika. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. Uh, also got a nice email from Deb Goot. Deb Goot has been a big time fan of Weird AF News for a while. She wrote, uh, "Jonesy, first things first. You are by far my favorite comedian. When you went on vacation, I really missed you." And how my night is always, my nights always end in a good laugh, going to sleep with a smile. But Deb, Deb, I didn't stop the podcast when I was on vacation. I still recorded. I missed like one day out of two weeks. So I don't know what you're talking about. I, I, I do not, I, I mean, I've gone on a few vacations since starting this podcast and I don't, I don't miss days really in general. She says, you are, you are great with your wit and commentary, a better comedian. Um, okay. Then she says, uh, I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. I hope you will come to Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I would bring everyone I know so they can actually see a real comedian in action. Uh, In South Dakota, we are the home of the Chislik, which can't be mailed to you. It's uh, fried lamb. I'm sure you would love it. I think you could mail me fried lamb, to be honest with you. I'll give you my address. You send me some fried lamb. I'll try that shit. Uh, 
She says, being the carnivore that you are, I'm sure you would love it. Please come here and make my year. Love your jokes and your accents. Oh, someone likes the accents. Thank you, Deb. You're the greatest. Um, okay, then she says, keep us laughing. A dedicated Jonesy fan. Deb Goot. P.S. I give you five gold stars. Ah, oh, thank you for the five gold stars. That makes me feel warm and fuzzy inside. Reminds me of elementary school when they gave me five gold stars sometimes. Uh, yeah, I would love to go to South Dakota and do stand-up comedy. Um, never been. Never been to South Dakota, I don't think. Uh, did I drive through when I went cross-country? I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, I would, I would check out Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls. That's like, that's probably a, a larger metropolis over there too. It's probably a lot to do. I'm sure like there's a good outdoor hiking, all that kind of stuff going on over there too. That's gorgeous. I'd be into that. I'm staying on your couch, Deb. Just stay. You got to pull out. You got to pull out. <laughs> Please don't tell me you have three cats. I can't stay if you have three cats. I'll have to sleep on the porch or in your RV. Do you have an RV? Yeah. Yeah, man. I'd love to just travel around, hang out with my fellow weirdos and do a show in your town. You got to get people out to the show though. Cause I don't, you know, like for instance, you're the, like the only person I know in South Dakota. So could, if I did a show in South Dakota, could you, could you get 50 people there? I mean, like, could you do something like that? Because I sure as hell can't. I don't think there's 50 people in South Dakota in the entire state that know who I am. <laughs> Never mind in Sioux Falls. So those are the challenges of doing shows in other places, but I'm, I'm open for it. I'm open to it. So just reach out if you'd like to make that happen. Uh, we almost had a, a show in what Tulsa, Oklahoma. I was trying to negotiate with a guy who's a listener of the show, but then you know just fell through. But I was open to going to Tulsa, uh, and that says a lot because you know that's that's the exact center of the country. And uh, <laughs> I'm like, I'm not I'm not exactly amped to be in the exact geographical center of the United States, to be honest with you. But I'll go, I'll go, check it out, I'll do a show. But you know, we got to make sure Jonesy's expenses and everything get taken care of. Otherwise, it's not really. It's not feasible, but that's for another conversation. Email me anyways, funnyjones at gmail.com if you want to get that discussion going. You can also reach out to me on Instagram at funnyjones. Lastly, join the Patreon. It's a way to support me, and you can do so for as little as $2 a month. That's like more than the rent at the Fougerie. <laughs> like way more. It's like 100 times more. Uh, yeah, so check that out. Patreon.com slash weirdafnews.